0: warning the following podcast is for entertainment purposes only the persons featured herein have never been and are not currently licensed medical professionals no advice of theirs should be taken seriously doing so could cause serious harm including bodily dismemberment permanent injury or death please take this at your own risk everybody to our podcast doctor doctor the medical advice show where real actual doctors give you real actual medical advice that you can use to better yourself trust us we're doctors i'm your host dr john Gavrecki maxwell and i am of course joined uh as usual by uh dr oscar bernard hello how are you doing today doctor i'm doing very good doctor well, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, we have a very exciting show for you all uh, this week. We're going to answer some more of your burning questions that we've received. Although, uh, before we begin, I, I do feel that we need to address the elephant on the operating table, as it were. Wouldn't you agree, Doctor? Doctor, is it going to make it? Well, I believe it is going to make it. It's just we need to, you know, uh, uh, speak to the fact that, yes, it has been about a year since our last uh, episode of this podcast. Um, I know there were some rumors around out there about... Oh, perhaps Dr. John uh got into some trouble with the law. Oh, uh, Dr. John was found out as not being a real doctor, pretending to be a doctor to give fake medical advice. And I would like to tell you all, right now, that those rumors are false. Those are lies and slander, and I will not hear any of them, and my legal team will be on top of this. No, I am denying all these rumors wholesale. Now, I will say that Yes, it is true that there were some legal troubles, uh, that I faced in the past year, although none of it had to do with any of my work as a doctor or licensed medical professional, um... You see, it turns out that I was in a bit of a fight with uh, a company called Internet Brands. You may have heard of them. Um, it, it turns out that the company didn't appreciate uh, my our use of the URL WebMD.doctor. Uh, they didn't appreciate us using that under complete and utter fair use. This is a parody of the work on WebMD.Doctor, and okay, sure, maybe you could argue that, like, some of the pages on WebMD.Doctor did look wholesale like the WebMD front page, where if you just used, typed anything in the search bar, it would give you episodes of the podcast. Mm -hmm. One could say that maybe there were some mistakes made in the design of the website, but that has no bearing on this. And this was parody and fair use, and I completely reject any of those cease and desist that they filed. Uh, And it is a complete and utter coincidence, I would like to say, that uh, U.S. Marshals came uh, apparently to my house. This is what I hear from uh, my my groundskeepers and people that were – House sitting for me. You see, I was on a, uh, I had an important conference. Coincidentally, of course, an important conference in Cambodia at the time that I needed to attend. And well, I mean, I just, I just fell in love with the life there and the people there. That I just, I, I felt the need to stay. I, I spent my time there studying in the Himalayas with the doctors and the monks of learning their ancient ways and their ancient mystical medicines that they passed down for m- centuries and just realize coming back in in tune with my love of the medical profession and just all this knowledge that, you know, the big pharmaceutical companies and like big Western medicine tries to keep from everyone that I'm happy to sh- be able to share all with you here on Dr. Doctor, the best medical podcast out there on the internet, and just as a reminder that, of course, if you have your own burning questions, if you have, say, your own medical advice that you need, I've, I'm not sure if you would know anything about that.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, look, the extent, uh, the I'm extent.
0: Finish with the intro. What are you doing? Shut up Finish. up! Hey, you, you left it open for me to talk. Shut, doctor. I'm not finished, shut up Finish. <clears throat> up! If you are. If you have your own questions of, of medical advice that you would like, of course, you can email us at doctor at gmail.com. That is doctor at gmail.com, and we will take your medical advice and, uh you know, hear what you have to say and maybe answer it on this very show, because we're here to help, and trust us, we're doctors. Okay, now you can speak.
1: Uh, my, my apologies, Doctor. I thought that you had left that
0: gap open because you're expecting me to fill it. It's an, an easy mistake to make, Doctor. I, I completely understand. Uh, but uh, that's enough about me and what I've spent the past twelve months doing. How, how have you been, Doctor Oscar? I've been very good. I spent the last
1: twelve months uh, brushing up on my medical knowledge. I've been rewatching the medical documentary
0: House. Mm, yes, of course. Gregory House, he's one of the most illustrious uh, medical professionals that I've ever seen. I definitely spent a lot of time studying under him, uh, my time at uh, Hollywood Upstairs Medical College. And
1: in order to fully get into the mindset and to to make myself a better doctor, much like Dr. Gregory House, M.D., I've been uh, going Vicodin for Vicodin with him.
0: Very nice. I, I hear that that's very good at opening up your uh, your mind and and your your third eye, as as we say, uh, in in the Himalayas of Cambodia, uh, to you know really understand what exactly you need to do to be a diagnostician. Look, my knee, my knees don't hurt as much. It's probably because of all the Vicodin. That's well, fantastic. See, it's really a, a miracle a miracle drug. Although I will say that like you know, not that I am ever one to want to say bad about our, uh, our friends at the Monsanto Corporation, but, um, I, I should tell you about a, uh, some things that I, I was learning about in the, in Cambodia, uh, certain, like, tinctures and, and herbs that if you mix them together, uh, you can create a wonderful healing sensation that just, like, brings back all these sensations to your knees. It it cures aches and pains. It can, it can even, I've heard, uh, Shrink the size of tumors. Oh yeah, what is it? Yeah, and, and in fact, uh, we have taken this tincture as medicine. We've pressed it down into a pill that we uh, that I have been starting to call uh, Life Force. Now,
1: okay, tell me more yeah. about Life Force. Now,
0: well, as I said, Life Force now just has all these healing powers of the. Of the herbs and tinctures of Cambodia, and and can just it's a cure all medication that can just do everything. It's it's a, a daily supplement that you should take uh, for a day. Um, we sell them in uh, bottles of uh, twenty pills for eighty nine ninety nine. Um, we're we're still trying to figure out distribution for it. Um, you know, we're looking to getting into GNC, of course. Like we've submitted to the FDA, and of course we'll hoping to hear back from them. Of you know, fingers crossed, very soon that'll be approved. Um, But yeah, well, well, of course, we'll we'll keep you all up to date, listeners of Dr. Doctor, because we have this great advice to give you. This great, you know, we're not just about giving advice on the show. We're about giving real solutions. We're about giving you your life back. We're about life force now, because now is the time to take back your life by force. I love force. I hear this. I, in fact, I hear this—that uh, you were teaching a lot in this uh, past twelve months. Uh, I, tell me about the symposium that you were at. You, I hear that you just presented a paper on a, a study that you did. What? What? Tell me more about the study.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we were doing this. We were doing this study, basically, just all about the effects of, just about the effects of television and of, about the effects of television on the human mind and as an influence. You know, but but mostly
0: you know something was... I know you would know a lot about having spent watching all these uh these Gregory House documentaries.
1: Oh well well that's why we
0: were that's why we were watching it. It's that's that was the main bulk of the suppo- of the symposium. Oh, so so you were the control group then watching this this educational programming.
1: Uh yes, we were the control group, and then there was another group that was watching non medical based shows. Or non-documentary based medical shows
0: Like ER Hmm, I see And what did, what did you find with all of these? Uh, well we found that We
1: found that you can actually get An entire doctorate Just from watching medical based documentaries Wow, I see This is fascinating Which is how Which is how I came out of this With actually a second doctorate
0: after my name well, congratulations! So now you're... I, I, I apologize. I should have known that you were now Dr. Dr. Oscar. That's correct. That's, that's no worries. You were in Cambodia. I was unable to reach you. Yes, that's, that is true. The, the phone lines are, you know, you have to go uh, 30 miles to find the nearest payphone uh, where we were in uh, just outside of Laos. Mm. But this is all very interesting. But of course... We need to come back to the most important part of this show, which is we have spent the past 12 months not only bettering ourselves, bettering our educations, uh, bettering our understanding of the medical world and just the human body and everything that we need to truly live. But of course, collecting your questions that you have for us, and we're going to answer five of them today. Are you excited, Doctor? Doctor? I'm incredibly excited, Doctor. Well, then let's waste no more time and get right on into it. Our first question today comes from Soaking Our Shorts. SOS writes, Dear Doctors, how can I get that last drop of pee? Often when I finish making a pee, there's still a little bit on there. And when I put my doodad back in my pants, I get a wet spot. Nothing big, just a little drop. How can I make it so when I finish peeing, it really is all gone? Now, doctor, if I remember correctly, uh, you were a minor in, uh, in urethology uh, in, in your college years.
1: Oh, yes. No, I was, I was very well known for my love of male genitalia. And I spent much of my college years examining male genitalia.
0: I, I've heard this. I, I my understanding was that you were very much like top of your class in uh the peop- in examining male genitalia through uh through a hole in the wall.
1: Oh yes, well it's it's the best way, the, you know, through the hole in the wall. You're not you're not concerned about the person on the other side. You can get the purest examination
0: of the genitalia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when, you, when you're when you not having to deal with the actual person, and when you're not having to actually consider, like, the person behind, like, these medical maladies that you're trying to figure out, when you can just get, like, the junk right there in your face without any distraction, it's, it's much easier to really, like, consider everything going on there, notice all the complexities and the details there.
1: Um, but so as far as, uh, as far as, uh... Shorts's question there, though.
0: Yeah, it's what. What exactly is the process of when uh, the the pee is getting caught in the uh, caught in the urethra there? Um, as we all, I know that you know. Of course, I don't need to explain to you. You are a doctor, and of course, I am a doctor too. Um, you know, but just to explain to the <sighs> lady here, as I'm sure we all. Doctors know, uh, pea is, of course, stored in the balls. So what exactly is happening uh, to make it so that all the pea is not either escaping the balls or getting caught in the urethra on its way through the for lack of a better term, dick hole?
1: You know, you know, it reminds me a lot of when you're juicing an orange. If you're not juicing it properly, you could leave a lot of that juice behind in the orange.
0: Hmm, I see.
1: And occasionally, it requires you to either use a special tool or just to squeeze harder. So my first recommendation for uh, Schwartz's question there would be just try squeezing the balls. If it's not all coming out, just squeeze until it's all there. If it's still not working,
0: I would recommend some kind of a machine. I've heard that sometimes like a, a forceful motion, like, you know, say like a an open palm strike uh, could maybe help dislodge that. Uh, can you comment on that? Uh, I've seen it work
1: in occasional situations. However, I find that the squeezing method is the optimal way. But yes, the, 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 the quick thrust
0: does work. It's like a Heimlich in a way. Yeah. You know, the most uh, credible and important of medical procedures. You know, look, if it works for a ketchup bottle. Then it must work for the Dodad. It's
1: true. You just have to make sure you're slapping on the fifty-seven that's uh, engraved on the shaft.
0: Now we don't. We do want to be. Uh, you know, uh, as I'm sure that you all know from my experiences uh, in the the Himalayas, I've come to be a lot more at peace. Come to be a lot more open and and understanding of the world and and forgiving of everything and you know to all of my to all of my haters all of the people at at, at WebMD that tried to get me arrested and serve me all these cease and desist letters you know i i just want to say i forgive you and i love you and to you you know One day, your punishment will come, and it will be swift and furious, and I will look down upon you and mutter no. But until then, as they say in the Himalayas, namaste. Namaste, doctor. Namaste, doctor, indeed. But as such, I I want to be more open and and inclusive. So how would you—let's say that the— Let's say that the writer had, uh, did not have a doodad. They had the more, um, feminine genitalia, as Uh, it were. Ah, the hoo-ha. Yes, the the ho-ha, I Um, believe is the the correct medical term. How would you suggest that they, uh... vacate the the pee from the lady balls. My understanding is that, and I could be wrong on this, I mean, you know, look, it's been a long time since my since I got my, my doctorate in gynecology from Hollywood Upstairs Medical College, so I, I could be mistaken here. Maybe things have changed. Maybe our understanding of medical col- medical understanding has changed in this time, but confirm for me, the lady balls are stored inside the, the ho-ha, yes? They are, but the lady
1: balls actually are stored quite high up in the body and they can manif- and that's actually where breasts come from. It's just Oh. So the same methodology applies, you just have to squeeze the breasts.
0: Hmm. So that's why sometimes breasts seem more engorged or flatter is because they're just that's how how you know they're, they're that you need to urinate. Completely
1: filled with urine.
0: Mm. What would ha- how just in case for a, a curious medical, uh, in, in your medical estimation, how far would you have to uh, poke into the the breasticle, as it were, before you start to uh, puncture the uh, the pea sack?
1: The, well, it's pretty, it's pretty deep in there, you know. You know, again, there's a, lot of fat, there's a lot of fat protecting them. That's why it doesn't hurt if you punch a woman in the breast the same way that it hurts if you punch a man in the balls. Because the female body is actually quite incredible. It's protected.
0: Hmm. And that is fascinating. It's always so interesting to understand like the complexities of these females...
1: Now, uh, now understand. But we studied gynecology. We
0: did study on male bodies. Yes, absolutely. I mean, look. It, of course, we we're not going to let a woman like into an in a, a medical school like that. That would be preposterous. And and quite frankly, it's the same body, but just
1: the men don't have those hormones.
0: Yeah, we just yeah, it, it's fine. We would just fas- We would just fashion the 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 male balls to look like a ho ha. And and it, it would be fine. Oh, exactly. Like it's it's essentially the same thing. But it's amazing what medical uh, knowledge and, and the future and science is teaching us about these females. One cool. day, maybe one day we'll fully understand them. I, you know, I don't see I don't see how we don't
1: already fully understand them. Again, we fully understand the male per- we fully understand the male body. It's true. It's basically the same thing. Again, we're we're just women without emotions.
0: Don't I know it, doctor? Don't I know it? Well, I hope that answers your question soaking our shorts. Just, you know, cut those cut those balls a little harder. Give them a nice little squeeze until you really feel the puncturing. That'll that'll help you out. Our next question, however, Comes from a child that's having a little bit of a problem here. And they clearly feel like they can't turn to the adults. And I think that as licensed doctors, we're truly the most qualified people to deal with this. We're the only good adults, Doctor. Absolutely, Doctor. So let's get right on into it. This is from Delicious Varnish, Deadly Acetone? DVDA writes, Hi, doctors. What would happen if a 12-year-old drank nail polish remover? I have read up everywhere, and it says that they could die. I'm not going to do it, but my friend says she wants to try it. This is based on a random nail polish remover containing acetone and aqua. Please, only serious answers, and don't just say you should go to the hospital, thanks.
1: I mean, I don't know why they're asking for only serious answers. This is a serious question. Who would
0: give a joke answer to this? This is an incredibly serious question. I mean, look, we need to just face the facts that the dangers of drinking nail polish remover are real. They come in bright bottles. They just—they have that delicious smell. They just— it just entices you, it, it wraps you in. And then like, cause you're all, you're in this and especially if you're a value minded person. And this is something that, you know, we do need to consider. Like we do need to consider the fact that there are actual socioeconomic ramifications here. I I know that I'm a doctor, not an economist, but you know, one thing that I definitely learned being amongst just the, the poor, dregs of society in cambodia that had nothing to their name absolutely nothing but just were happy and blissful as if they had all of these wonderful comforts that we have in the west like the simpsons and medicine you know one thing that i definitely learned from here is that like just Consider how enticing they make this. You see all these beautiful bottles of nail polish and all these delicious things that you just want to drink. They just look so good and yet they're just so expensive and they're so small but then you see this big bottle of nail polish remover and it's so much cheaper. It's just asking you to to buy it and drink it. The unfortunate thing that they fail
1: to mention is that nail polish remover is only safe to drink if it's if you're chasing nail polish.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's definitely true if you are a, uh, if you, if you are in a, yes, if you are a teenager, that is definitely true. And you should, like, if you have already drinking in the nail polish remover, I hate to tell this to you, but you should go to the hospital because... If you didn't drink nail polish with it, then you're going to have a serious problem, serious reactions here. Uh, well, because, well, because the nail polish remover
1: is designed for removal. It's, yes. designed, it, it's actually quite a smart product. It's first designed to look for nail polish. But the problem is, is that if it doesn't detect nail polish, the blood inside of you looks like nail polish to nail
0: polish remover. And it will start to remove your blood from the inside. Exactly it finds all of the color er, that you have in your body the the bile in your ducts the the blood in your in your streams and it just it says oh that's the nail polish and it just slowly but surely removes them now I have read that there are studies out there that say that suggest that there are that there are uh half of adults actually uh by the time they hit puberty develop a gland in their system that is able to process a nail polish remover. It, It still doesn't make the nail polish remover, let's say, safe. You shouldn't drink it. But if you do drink it, it won't remove the blood from your body. It will just, you know, remove some of, like, the acid in your stomach. And really, acid's not a good thing to have inside of you, either. Yeah, so, you know, so arguably, if you're drinking this nail polish remover and you have this gland, like, nail polish remover might actually be good for you. But regardless, if you're 12, there is a good chance that you have not hit puberty yet, so I would not take that risk. So unless your friend, DVDA, who is definitely not just you, I'm sure, uh, unless they're going to be drinking a lot of nail polish to really balance it out... I would definitely recommend against that. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. But hey, you know, we're just doctors. You should consult another doctor, perhaps, to see if you have that gland. Because if you do, then you probably should drink that nail polish remover. In fact, you might need to do it to live. Got a very good point there. Thank you, doctor. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, doctor. Oh, well, I appreciate you. Namaste, Doctor. Namaste, Doctor. Well, I hope that answers your question, DVDA. Uh, time to move on to our next question. This comes from Thoroughly Hating on Tininess. Thought asks us, Dear Doctors, I am 20 years old and roughly 5'8 and a half, five nine. 5'9. Am I going to be short for the rest of my life? Will I grow? If yes, then how much? I am really disappointed. Well, correct me. Maybe you understand some, some differences here, Doctor. Uh, but my understanding of puberty and how it goes as such is that puberty has probably already happened for this individual. And they will be five eight, five nine for a good while here. However, there is... Some hope for this person. Well, yes, they can just- it, it, it's it's a huge misconception that puberty and growth spurts are one and the same. It's true. You see. What I learned in my understanding uh, in my time in Cambodia is, you know, the Asian cultures, they have this really mystical understanding of the life cycle, you see, and like the way that the years go. So, you see, they have this thing called uh, the, the cycle of five, I believe it, it is. Um, you see, so there are there – are a, a cycle is 12 years, as I'm sure you understand, Doctor, because of the yes. Chinese zodiac. Yes, there are tw- there are twelve animals in the zodiac. Uh, twelve, twelve years around is is a cycle, and each cycle conforms to uh, a different element. So, as you go through these uh, dozens of your life, you you go through the the cycle of earth and wind and fire and water and heart, and then once you go. In those five cycles around the planet, you, uh, when you are 60, uh, you enter, you essentially have a second childhood because the cycle has begun again from the very beginning. You, they have a, uh, they have a celebration where you dress up as, uh, in traditional garb that a five-year-old would wear on their birthday. Uh, it's a celebration, all this stuff. But what many people don't understand is that what your body is actually going through is a second puberty. You have another growth spurt. You have another... Uh, your voice gets deeper and changes again. You, you start to go through this phase of your body changing all over again. And, and, you know, as well, though,
1: what's quite fascinating is that the second puberty doesn't always happen so late in life. You know, just look at, just look at um, Yao Ming.
0: You know, very, very prominent practitioner of the Asian mysticism. And look at how it's tall true. he was. It's true. And, you know, obviously, like, this this second puberty and all this understanding and understanding of this culture and everything is, of course, why uh, people in that region are able to live for so long and have all this understanding. But, yes, it is definitely true that, like, sometimes you can have an early onset puberty – second puberty uh, in the same way that you can have an early onset menopause. Yes, and so and, and so, and while, it, is, and while what, it can be very tragic at times, you know, certainly it worked out for Yao Ming. Our our commenter, he our, he was twenty years old,
1: correct? Yes, uh, thought is twenty years old. Because again, you know, to use Yao Ming as an example, he didn't become his height until he was twenty two.
0: Fun fun fact: before he was drafted into the NBA, he was only four foot seven. Yes, it was actually very surprising that they that they uh, brought someone in that was so short. Uh, little did we know, I suppose. So, so the ans- to, to answer your question thought hope is not lost. You just have to believe in yourself. Now, I feel like we would be not doing our due diligence as medical professionals <laughs> if we did not address the fact that you know. Well, let's talk about the. Let's talk about the one thing that we do need to talk about when it comes to Yao Ming, which is that there are uh certainly other ways if you are impatient that you can induce uh an an early onset second puberty uh, are you talking you can- about steroids? There are steroids that you can take. You can, uh, have, you can have a stents installed in your legs, essentially, uh, stilts that, uh, go between your bones. Uh, they're, they're essentially, it's like your, your bones are walking on, uh, clown stilts in a way. Ah. Is, this must yes. be, this must be new Cambodian research. Uh, yes, actually, I, I did learn a lot about this uh, in my time in Laos, uh, in the Himalayas. And while there is a, you know, while this is all very new and, and very experimental in a way, uh, and, you know, we cannot necessarily uh, suggest that this is right for you, this is something that you should maybe uh, talk with your doctor about. Maybe what oh, would be oh, right I'm... for you. Maybe, uh, maybe Dr. uh Ranjit in Cambodia can help you out. Yes, no, so I would highly recommend.
1: Now, no, no North American doctor will do this.
0: No, this this medicine has not. This, like like our Life Force Now pills that uh, you can access uh, at a website that will be created uh, once we figure out our issues with uh, uh, the WebMD people. Um, <laughs> You'll be able to, yes, the like Life Force Now, uh, this is not exactly uh, happening a lot in the West yet. Now, of course, there are some uh, doctors that have a more understanding of modern Asian medicine that are practicing in these uh, experiences. But uh, yes, you will have to search outside of the United States, potentially, if you uh, look to... To achieve this. However, I've been hearing that uh, there is they're starting to test this out in Argentina.
1: Oh, yes. Argentina is
0: very cutting edge for medical technology. Absolutely. I mean, they were the ones that uh, pioneered the idea of replacing human feet with wheels.
1: They're also they're also quite good at keeping brains alive.
0: It's true. I mean, they've, they've definitely kept the brains of, of many uh, a German expatriate alive for very long. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And they will put them in cyborgs. I mean, where else are you going to put them? It's, it's, that's just good medical advice. Exactly. Well, I hope that answers—that hope that gives you some solace, thoroughly hating on tininess. And Godspeed to you. Namaste. Namaste. Are you ready for our next question, Doctor? I'm always ready. Well, this question comes to us from How Girl Get Pregnant. And she writes, Doctors, please help! I'm so worried! I felt something wet on the toilet paper while I was using the washroom. Could it be semen and got me pregnant? Well... Is, there, is that all the question? That's, that is all the question. Ah.
1: Again, as someone that's quite familiar with bathrooms and, and
0: semen, I feel like this is the perfect question for me. Absolutely. I mean, hey. it's the perfect question for both of us. I mean, I'm a, I'm a licensed gynecologist. Uh, you are an expert on bathroom methodology. Yes, and and what I can say is that you don't. In have fact, to you, be- I believe that you wrote a paper on uh, the substances commonly found in bathrooms and whether or not they would be good in your mouth. Yeah, well,
1: yes. I mean, that paper since been discredited, unfortunately.
0: <sighs> the fucking. Once again, the medical elite thinking that they could just tell us what we can and can't do, what studies we can and can't run, what medical procedures we can and can't suggest to people telling us that, no, it's a bad idea to put stilts in someone's in – between someone's kneecaps. What's wrong with you? You know, this is exactly something that I've talked about in my new book that you can find in stores uh, called The Hospital Conspiracy. And it talks a lot about how modern uh, Western medicine run by uh, people such as the Monsanto Corporation, who are our lovely sponsors and uh, shout out to the Monsanto Corporation, are just helping to keep this information down and keep this away from people, the information that they need to know. If we just embrace the medicine of the simple people of Laos, Cambodia, then maybe we can have full and fulfilling lives. I'm yes, sorry, I didn't mean to go in my soapbox here, Doctor. I know this is just a no. no I feel I'm, really strongly about. I, I, totally, I totally feel you on the soapbox, and I
1: understand. Again, when my paper got discredited, I started a very successful campaign, which is gaining traction more and more every day to defund the FDA.
0: Absolutely, and I, I hope it goes well for you. And I hope that you are successful and the FDA loses all their funding and is thrown into the dustbin of history after they uh, finish, you know, approving Life Force Now.
1: Now, now I, feel like my que- I feel like a very key question, though, for, for, uh, for Miss Pregnant here is that... Um, What's... is... is... it really depends on what state they live in. Hmm, I see. Because we all know that only women are allowed in women's bathrooms. That is true. Unless you're in one of those pinko-liberal states.
0: (sighs) Those pinko-liberal states are always, you know... It's just always... Those people in big Hollywood and big Wall Street telling us what we can and cannot do, who is allowed to go in our bathrooms, like, it's just – it's disgusting. It's, it's shameful. Oh, I completely agree, Doctor. And it's, it's, it's why I spent so much time living among the simple people of, of Cambodia and the Himalayas that don't have any of these problems. They don't have any of these issues. But of course I had to come back so I could bring this knowledge to all of you. But th- that's another topic entirely. Please tell us more. Like, so in what states necessarily, like, could – if – let's just assume for argument's sake that uh, How Girl Get Pregnant is in fact in one of those communist uh, autocracies um, that is imposing their Nazism on American society.
1: Oh, look, if you're, if you're in a state like New York City – San Francisco, California, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Compton. Oh, especially Compton. Oh, Compton. Baltimore. If you're in one of those states, I'd say you're screwed already. But, hopefully, they are a virgin, and we all know what happens when you have virgin birth.
0: That's true. Well... With any luck, pregnant, uh, you are the latest Jane the Virgin, and you will get your own medical documentary series on uh, the CW network. Uh, Praise be to the CW. Praise be to the CW indeed. Namaste to you, Cable CBS Warner (laughs) Network, whatever the fuck your name is. But I've been in Cambodia for a while. Okay, it's they don't have television there. I don't remember these things.
1: The the only television show I watch is medical documentaries on Doctor Gregory House,
0: well, which is fair, and that's why you have the second doctorate.
1: Yes, I'm very proud of my
0: second doctor, and it's As why you should be doctor. It's why
1: I have all this Vicodin. Absolutely, I mean you need that. Yes, it's why he's the greatest doctor of all time. Indeed, he is. However Indeed, he is. However my, my closing word to how girl got pregnant is regardless of regardless of what happens you have been blessed with a miracle. Absolutely. If
0: if the semen fits then you must legit give birth to that son of Christ. And if the semen is false Then
1: do a waltz. Yes. However, I do pray for you that you live. It's an ancient, ancient rhyme that I learned in Laos. I do pray for
0: you that you live in one of the last correct states, like Pennsylvania. Yes, indeed. Praise be. Hopefully you are in Alabama. You know, where they know to keep Jesus in bathrooms. Oh, absolutely. We hope that that gives you some peace of mind, how Girl Got Pregnant. Now, doc-
1: now Doctor, I believe we have yes,
0: one or two more questions? Yes, uh, well, that, uh, that does it for our questions that we received via email to uh, doctordoctor at gmail.com. Once again, that is doctor at gmail.com. But I did receive a, a letter in the mail, strangely. Ah, this was, this happens occasionally, and, and it's, I am confused every single time. But um, yeah, I received a, a letter addressed to Dr. Doctor Doctor. Um, it's written uh, the the return address on here is written, and I quote uh, the name on here is, and I'm, I'm reading this verbatim, Andrew Hill. Say my name on the show, you coward.
1: That's, that sounds threatening and ominous.
0: Threatening and ominous, Doctor. Clearly, this, this person seems like, just looking at this handwriting here, this person seems like they are in, in a distressed state.
1: They almost, you, they almost seem like they've been
0: enjoying too many craft brews and are just completely drunk. It's true, and, and you know what happens when you drink too many craft brews. It, it changes your brain chemistry and alters it to basically give you uh, paranoid schizophrenia.
1: It's I've I've been lobbying against the IPA for my entire career. We all we all know how dangerous hops are. The only safe beer to drink is a Molson Canadian Light.
0: It's true, and and yet again, like. The companies like Monsanto are just trying to keep this from us. Did you know, Dr. Oscar, that you could get all the daily nutrients that you get from a fine Molson Canadian dry in one of these Life Force Now pills? Really? And you're supposed to have four of these a day. So it's like you're having it's like you're having all of these delicious beers and all of the nutrients that you get. But in a delicious plant and tincture-based pill form, that's quite fascinating. And how much are these Life Force now pills? Well, these are eighty nine ninety nine for a bottle
1: of twenty. Wow, that's, al- and, that's and they almost That's almost
0: delicious, tr- and they have the delicious taste and smell of turmeric. In fact, wow, that's almost a better value than an entire two four of molson Canadian dry. It's true. But the, we're not here to talk about uh life force now. We are here to talk about this letter, which I'm going to open here and see what's uh going going on with this. hmm, uh, <clears throat> okay, uh, this appears to be all right, look at this. maybe you can tell me if I'm missing something, uh, Dr. Oscar, but uh this appears to be written in someone's blood.
1: It's either blood or they have a very or they have a very poorly
0: maintained red pen. It's but it's also very large letters and thick, as if it was written with like an, an index finger. Have you tasted it? I, I I have. Here, let me give it a lick. Um, it's very dry. It, it's it's hard to tell. This it might have been in my mailbox for about ten months. Is the thing? Um, mm. so. It's hard to tell, but it, it definitely—it definitely feels like if this—if this is indeed blood, this individual, this—this uh, this seems like an individual who has drunk nail, like a child that has drunk nail polish remover. If this I'm- much blood was removed from a child, I would—I would look at this and say this child drank nail polish remover.
1: I mean, it's a very good thing that they're contacting us, medical doctors.
0: It's true, um, but... Okay, it, so it says here, uh, in, in the blood, I know this sounds crazy, but does eating Kellogg's cornflakes kill erection? Okay, uh, uh, wait, hold on a second. Uh, it seems like there's something stuck to the back here. Oh, okay, the, alright, there was another page stuck to the back of this sheet, um... Look at this, uh, hand. this. So this appears to be... Uh, now this, this is ye- a yellow-green color, almost as if it was written in stomach bile. Ooh, they've definitely, been, they've definitely been drinking too much nail polish remover. Yes, this is definitely... This definitely is telltale signs of nail polish remover. Uh, this, but this second page uh, that was uh, secured to the back of the other page says, I am preparing for No Nut November.
1: Well, I mean, if you're preparing for No Nut November, then I would highly the recommend... The most high
0: of holidays, indeed. Oh, absolutely.
1: I would and highly that recommend... Is, and
0: one that's recommended by the American San- Cancer Society, in fact.
1: I... You know, contrary to popular belief, Kellogg's cornflakes
0: actually are the horniest cereal. It's true. I mean, we all... Everybody knows the apocryphal stories of Mr. Kellogg created his cornflakes to try and make people not want to fuck and like not want to have sex or get horny and rub their elbows against each other. But that's actually not true at all. Can, can you tell us Dr. Oscar what exactly eating cornflakes does to the, to the brain? Oh, eating cornflakes immediately, you
1: just look at someone, and You just it's like having beer goggles on. The first person you see after enjoying a delicious bowl of cornflakes, absolute stud muffin. Mmm, I see. And you just can't resist it. You can't, you can't resist the horniness brought on by a nice big bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes. It's where Frosted Flakes
0: comes from. And what is it about the Frosted Flakes that, that makes them so different from the Corn Flakes? It's, it's just Corn Flakes.
1: But the problem is is that the Corn Flakes factory is just a veritable horniness factory. Oh, I see. And so, obviously, people, people have ejaculate when they're working on the Corn Flakes. And so rather than waste them, they repurpose them as frosted flakes.
0: I mean, it's a good source of protein, so it makes sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. I eat a bowl of frosted flakes every morning.
0: I mean, it's like the slogan says, they're delicious. They are delicious. And a, a good source of your daily intake of protein and other natural th- substances.
1: The only problem is, is that women cannot eat them. And why
0: is that exactly? Well, again, too many pregnancies. Mm, right. Of course. If you, It's true. If you eat them, there is a chance that they can move from the stomach cavity into the gynoplasty. I do remember this lesson from my uh, Hollywood Upstairs Medical College days, learning about gynecology.
1: Now, now, we also know, though, that women are perfectly safe to eat just regular cornflakes. They're not they're not actually uh, inflicted with the horniness plague. because I oh, absolutely. know. absolutely. I know from my experience that women don't
0: enjoy sex. Absolutely not. No. Like, that's, that's just a medical fact. Women don't get horny. Women don't experience joy or love or passion or feeling like they got to bust a nut. And I've done plenty of research. I've done plenty of my own personal research as well on this. I mean, as we all have, like, you know, look, like, let's let's just say I was working on multiple studies in my time in Cambodia, as it were. Ah, yes. I mean, <laughs> it's just some, some old doctor humor right there, hey, doctor? <laughs> oh, yes, doctor. We're doing our, uh, making our medical rounds,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, you sure zinged me, doctor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, but... Yeah, cornflakes. That is a uh... So if you're trying to uh prepare for no nut November, then you should absolutely stay far away from cornflakes, Mr. Andrew.
1: You know th- you know the original name of them was actually horn flakes. Why did they change that, I wonder? Uh well, because it's too hard to market a product be in this society. You you're not allowed to have product innocence.
0: I suppose you're right. Well, I mean, we're doctors, not admins, so what do we know? Very true. You know what, Doctor? I think this has been a very successful return for Dr. Doctor. I'm very glad to be back on Dr. Doctor. As am I, and I'm glad that you joined us all, everybody out there. And don't forget that if you have your own burning medical advice that you need, you can, of course, ask us by emailing your question to doctor at gmail.com once again that is doctor at gmail.com and we'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to our wonderful podcast Dr. Doctor, doctor here uh, what do you have planned this week in the world of, of medicine Dr. Oscar
1: well I'm probably going to start working on my third doctorate ah I see uh, they've just put they've just put the medical documentary House on Netflix, so it'll give me an opportunity to really binge it this time.
0: Mm, I'm surprised that they'll give you a, a an, another doctorate in the exact same studies. Well, but but now I'm watching it under now I'm watching it under the influence of Vicodin from the start. Oh, I see. So now you're oh, uh, of course, now you're majoring in Vicodology. Exactly. That's ingenious. That's that's brilliant, Doctor. I'm. I cannot wait to be introduce you next time we return as Doctor 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 Oscar. I I really hope that uh, we can make that true next time. Well, hope springs eternal. I mean, hey, it might it might take you might take you more than a week to get that uh to get that doctorate, but we'll see when we return next week for another wonderful episode of this show. Until then, I have been your host, Doctor John Gavrikowski Maxwell. A real doctor. An actual doctor. And until then, Doctor? Doctor?